Welcome to the Accidental Fatherhood Podcast with James and Ash. We started this podcast because there isn't a lot of support out there for us guys. We're going through a pretty tough time right now. Yeah. Yeah. Accidents, not mistakes. Unplanned pregnancies and new relationships and what is going on with our lives. So we're trying to bring a little bit of support through some awesome special guests and it's a place to commiserate together. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we are rolling. Welcome everyone to the Accidental Fatherhood Podcast with James and Ash. Hey, Ash. (laughs) (laughs) We are joined today with a very special guest, Colin Brennan. Colin, would you like to give us a little brief intro on who you are? Um, what you do and perhaps um, why you thought you'd come on today and share a bit of your your experience with um, fatherhood. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. Um, so, yeah, as um, you mentioned, my name is Colin Brennan. Um, I have been living in Australia now for about 11 years. Um, I work in real estate. I work in sales. Um, and why I sort of, um, sort of reached out and listened to a lot of your podcasts is because, um, you know, recently... Uh, for quite a few years now I've been in that sort of co-parenting as I think you like to put it role mm-hmm. um, we're stepping into um, a, a, an area with uh, with a single parent and uh, with a little child as well um, and yeah really keen to um, sort of share my uh, my challenges and things like that with you guys because um, I do feel as I mentioned to yourselves earlier you know if I had some a little bit of information that I've heard from your podcast um, you know three or four months ago I might not be sitting in this situation now so I think that you know everything that you share any information any knowledge that you can get out of this and i think there's a little bit for me to share you know it's it's great and hopefully you can um sort of help other people out there like navigate their challenges or mm. if they're in the same situation um that i am in or was in yeah awesome so long time listener first time caller correct yeah right. first one <laughs> <laughs> yes so uh, are you an accidental father? Was it all planned, or was it an accident? How did how did the uh, your baby happen? Uh, not at all. So I'm not um, a father biologically um, to anybody. So um, I've been in a relationship, or was in a relationship for the past um, two and a half years, um, and uh, she was a single mum. So um, oh. I knew, obviously, what I was. I, I I thought I knew what I was sort of getting into um, when I started dating um, this uh, single mum. Um, and taking on a, uh, a child, obviously, um, further down the line and becoming or entering into that kind of co-parenting role. Um, so, so you were kind of an accidental father in a way of, not biologically, but you became yeah. a father by default of dating this yeah. single mum. Yeah, absolutely. And how, how old was the child? Uh, she was three when I met her. She's just turned six now. Wow. wow. Yeah. So you just missed the, they call them the terrible twos, but I've been told not, <laughs> not to go through. Not to, not to uh, yeah. you know, go into those, the ones and the twos, not to label them. But yeah, so yeah. three years old and it was a little girl. A uh, little girl, yeah. Little girl, awesome. Yeah. People always used to say that, you know, you miss the, um, you miss the bad bits. Um, or <laughs> yes. the, or like you said, the terrible twos. Um, yeah, just sort of escaped. And I was, I was a little bit happy about that. Well, it was, um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, so uh, yeah, just in her life for over half her life. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So what was that like dating a single mum initially? Because mm. it, was there a bit of a, like, I'm not sure whether I'm this man's good enough to meet my daughter kind of thing initially? Is that how they kind of navigate that? Or Yeah, look, it's, I think it's, um, it's, it's always out there, you know, like um, when people always say to single parents, and I'm not just going to say single mums, here, single fathers as well. Like um, a lot of people always say when you're a single parent, you know, or you're never going to find a partner or you're never going to settle down with anybody. I think that's the sort of the stigma that a lot of single parents have. So... 
Um, it is so tough. Um, I can't imagine what it would be like as a single parent wanting to get out in the dating, dating scene again and navigating that um, when's the right time, is this the right person? Um, you know, and you know, you go through the sort of the dating of however long you're dating for, and then you have the conversation where you say, you know, I think it's time to, you know, you, this this might be uh, this might be long term. I think it's time for you to, um, you know, meet meet the daughter, meet my daughter. Um, I can't imagine from a single parent's point of view what that must be like um, introducing somebody um, into your your kid's life. Um, but I think obviously from the other um, side of things as well, you know, from the person actually stepping in, it's bloody terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely terrifying because all you're trying to do is um, you ch- you want this kid to love you. You know, this three, four year old little girl, you want her to love you. You want um, her to like you. So you, you're doing everything to sort of please her. And um, and at that stage when you're sort of just dating, it's it's terrifying. You just yeah. you're going above and beyond and. The single parents are always like, oh, you know, you can say no. And like, she goes, oh, come and play in my room. It's like, oh, you can say no. It's like, no, no, I'll go. Yeah. You, you go and do whatever. It's like, oh, can I have 10 bucks? Can, can I have some sweets? Or you, you can have everything. Yeah. As long as you just like me. Yeah. So your uh, mum so your mum likes me. Yeah. So it's, yeah <laughs> as long as if you like me, then your mum's going to like yeah, me. It's so, like, it's um, like that, uh, that test when you, you go and meet their dog. And if the dog doesn't like you, sorry, we can't we can't date. You that, know that, that kind of thing. But this is it. on the next level. Yeah, of, yeah. that's it. Like, I, I get that a lot in real estate when uh, I walk into people's houses and they've got a dog. It's like, oh, if uh, Pickles likes you, then uh, you've got the job. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like that. It just really just sort of going overboard, um, just trying to sort of please, um, and uh, yeah, just just be liked, um, and just yeah. And was Dad in the picture? Um, he, he he is. Um, he has her for uh, a fortnight, uh, sorry, a weekend every fortnight. Yeah. So Friday night to Sunday night every fortnight. Um, so yes, yeah, 70% of the time um, she's with mum. Yeah. Yeah. And did you guys meet organically or dating apps? or Dating apps. Yeah, nice. Yeah, the, the, the way that everyone does I'm a, these I'm a, days. I'm a dating app. Yeah. You're not a dating oh, app. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's and I think that's as well. Like um, obviously, you're in the chatting stage of the dating apps, and as I mentioned, obviously, when you introduce a new partner into your life and into your daughter's life, um, I've come across this before with relationships that didn't work out. But obviously, you're in that chatting stage on dating apps and things like that, and then eventually, it gets to the point where you're maybe like three or four days in, and you're just chatting, you're getting on really well when. The single parent brings up you know i've got you know and, and they feel like it's going somewhere and okay mm. we could catch up we're going to be dating um it gets to that point where um they turn around and say you know i just want to let you know i'm, I'm a single parent i've got a daughter ah. and you can really tell from the other side that that's a terrifying thing to say because that's the the point where somebody's either going to run mm-hmm. or they're going to say okay let's give it a go let, let's give it a go See, like, as I mentioned, obviously it's terrifying allowing somebody into your life, but even when you're in that talking stage, I can't imagine how it must feel because when you get that message, you can actually feel like they don't want to mm-hmm. mention anything. You know, uh, you know, I've just got something I want to mention before this goes sort of any further that I've got a, a child. Um, so that's a very ter- terrifying thing because, yeah, the answer to that could be like ghosted or, yeah, let's, let's yeah. go for it. And I, f- I feel like people, if they're not transparent, on their profile, which mm. is you know, dating apps, you don't need to yeah. be. Um, yeah, that is a thing because you are holding some truth back. Because yeah. if she was on there and saying, I'm a single mum, mm. blah, 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 she's probably thinking, well, that's going to lower my. Eliminate. Eliminate a yeah. whole chunk of men. Mm. And potentially I could get them over the line if I can have a 
you know, four good dates with them and then and then tell them. And if they can actually meet who I am as a yeah. person and get to know me. And not judge and the... And then you bring this sort of next thing on board, whereas I, I completely understand that why you wouldn't, mm-hmm. um, from a single parent's point of view, put that or advertise that on your dating apps because at the end of the day, you want somebody to fall in love and sort of be with yourself and the only way you can do that is through conversation. Um, so you can really sort of tell from the other side, it's a really frightening thing mm-hmm. um, for them to... to to have to to have to go through so yeah. the whole sort of experiences was just met like challenge after challenge after challenge yeah. and you see the woman on the other side of that where on the dating apps they'll go mm. my son is the love of my life and yeah. he will always be my number one and yeah. you see that and i just go okay <laughs> See you later. Swipe left. There's no way um, they have room for you in their life. So yeah, yeah um, awesome man. It's so, a very very tricky um, road to navigate. Yeah, um, I think meeting new people when you're a single parent. Yeah, I think meeting mm. new people in general, mm. especially in the dating yeah. in the dating app world, is yeah. is tricky enough. So mm. that's just another level of challenge that people have to go through. Yeah, and as you rightly said, like you you, you will eliminate a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, based on that. Like, people don't want to take like you see it all the time. People don't want to be responsible for somebody else's or, or child or something like that. So there's uh, a whole chunk of people that won't like not in a bad way but just don't want that in their lives maybe mm-hmm. don't want children maybe don't you know all of those things they just don't want that so it's it's you know you have to find somebody that's that's going to be open to that and you yeah. can tell um just from the way that the other person sort of approaches that it's it's a nerve-wracking thing so was what number date was it when you finally got to meet her little oh um it, well, we met you in covid yeah, right. So there was no going out to eat or dates or anything like that, um, which was which is kind of good. And chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was. So it must have been pretty early then. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, there was no um, there was no expectation on me to go out for a fancy coffee or to go out for a fancy dinner or whatever, which worked really well because um, yeah, we just said you know come over to mine, I get a bottle of wine, we just sat there for four hours and just talked, mm, yeah. just literally talked and really got to know each other rather than you know you go out for dinner, it's two hours, you're sitting across the table from each other, whatever happens after that, after that, and then vice versa. We the second day I went round to hers and the same thing happened. We just sat there and chilled and just sort of spoke for like four hours. But what number? Um, I think it must have been. Um, I, I honestly can't remember the the, the exact number. Um, it was probably around the sort of the five or six. Yeah, so pretty pretty early on. Yeah. Well, you got to think he's dating every second weekend when the daughter's at dad's place. That's it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time. Mm. Mm. So like um, out of a fourteen day, like out of a, a fourteen day, there's only um, three nights that she has available. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's uh, every every second week, and you wouldn't. Um, you know, invite somebody round to the house because the three-year-old yeah. kid is going to get up in the middle of the night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, who's this person in my living room? Like, I don't know this person. So, so. it must have, must yeah. have been like, gee, she's busy. We've not seen each other for another couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like the availability's there. She's playing hard to get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a good navigation because, um, yeah, you know, I, we both kind of wanted. Um, yeah, we, we kind of both felt early on that there was something mm-hmm. that, that, that there was something here. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, what part of the becoming a dad? What mm. part of that was the biggest challenge for you? Apart from making sure that she liked you. Yeah. What was the biggest challenge about being a new dad? Like, yeah. what was that like? And how did you? Were there any tools that you can share of how you kind of navigated that, or any tips for yeah. people in the same circumstance? Oh, for sure. Um, so, like, when I, I think there's a when do you actually call yourself the co dad? 
when do you actually get into that point because there's um there's a there's an area where you kind of like you're dating for like you know 12 months or anything or something like that you know you might be staying around the odd night and uh, would you call yourself a co-parent you know like really all you're doing is you're going over there you're hanging out with them on the weekends you're watching a movie on a on a saturday night you, you're going out for breakfast on a sunday um but that's kind of just you know like the the, the dating scene and, and like things mom's, like that. mom's special friend mom exactly <laughs> that mom's mom yeah uncle, um, uncle colin yeah <laughs> Um, and that's how it was sort of introduced. This is this is sort of mum's special friend. Um, like when you actually sort of step into the responsibility stage of things, as you sort of mentioned, um, and when you actually become that sort of co-parent, I think is, you know, when you decide that you're going to uh, move in um, with that person and then you mm-hmm. are in that person's life 24-7. Yeah. I think until that point, it's all fun and games. Yeah. yeah. It, it's all fun and games. Nothing really changes with your life. Your routine stays your routine stays uh, exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your Monday to Friday routine because you're at your home, they're at their home. Um, you see each other on the weekend, um, nothing changes. Um, you know, your routine, your, your business, your gym life, all of those things just kind of stay the same and nothing really changes and the, the challenges don't really come in until you're in that... Yeah, that concentrated... Uh, until you're in that household. Yeah. Until you're in that household 24-7 and then you start sharing responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Um, it's, um, I, I don't think it's talked about enough and not a lot of people realize that, you know, when you step into that environment, you actually lose 50% of your time. Mm-hmm. Whereas the single person gains 50% of their time. So they're used to doing everything by themselves, um, 100% of the time that. They're used to doing the drop-offs, they're used to making the, the, the packed lunches, they're used to doing the pickups, all of that kind of stuff. When the partner comes in and joins in you kind of split everything 50 50 so you actually lose 50 percent of your time yeah so i think that's one thing that sort of um you we, we have to acknowledge and one sort of tip um that i could give to somebody you know you're gonna have to make time you're gonna have to make some uh, some time somewhere and where's that sort of time going to be and just remember that you know that person is making time because they want to be there they care for you and that they love you um, but um, yeah, there's, there's, there's going to be a little bit of time that you're going to have to make up somewhere, whether it's in business or, or stuff like that. And I quickly realized that from the, the dating, everything being fun and being mum's special friend to, you know, the, we're going to move in together and um, we're going to be in that father figure role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was a lot of, that was the sort of the point where things just completely, um, the challenges came. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and I think yeah, relationships are one of the hardest things to navigate. I'm like, anyway, yeah, and, and without a child, with a child, I'm yeah. I'm in we're in eight months now, and my partner's moved in, mm. and the challenges, you know, we're, we're looking at getting some counselling just to help us with a few of the challenges in communication that we're having, and just to make sure yeah. we're on the same page, and uh, yeah, it's it's it is challenging, <laughs> it's challenging without a child at the yeah. moment. And did you say you're eight months in? Uh, right, yeah. So we're we're about a five weeks away from mm. um, I'm not going to say D-Day but Christmas babies Christmas babies for the world exploding so we're yeah it's it's tricky and especially mm. and we've she's moved in as well so mm. you just suddenly you're just like poof, like yeah. this it's concentrated yeah um, your your stuff's coming up her stuff's coming mm. up and then you're reflecting on each other about your you know your bad habits her bad habits yeah. like there is starting to be shit around my house or my apartment. <laughs> Organised chaos. Organised chaos. Yeah. Uh, and I, the funny thing is, and what I, what actually I don't like is everyone I speak to is like, you know what, James? It's not going to get any easier. 
Yeah, like, everyone it's, says it's that. It's going to get worse. It's going to get harder. But I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, it's I'm just looking... navigating the changes. It is, um, and you know, just having that communication, mm. just saying, hey, this is where I'm at the moment, and what can we do? How can we make it work? And just you know, having those conversations. Yeah. And, and I think not only having the conversations, but having the understanding mm-hmm. from where the other person's coming from. Yeah, and, yeah. and working as a team. Hundred mm. percent. Yeah, it's not you. It's not her. It's 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 us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a that's a hard one to get around. I think, especially when it goes from, you know, dating, dating. Or like I was literally went from d- dating for four years to like, yeah. it's not me anymore. <laughs> it's us. It's us. And that's a hard. It's actually quite a hard adjustment to make. Yeah. And there is a grieving process around that. I think mm. we talked in the last podcast, but mm. yeah, it's been it's been a challenge. And yeah, we bo- we're both fairly daunted by mm. December eighteen. We're both, mm. both pretty daunted by that. We're not sure what what's going to happen. And nothing like it's funny because nothing um, like you get you get told oh you're going to lose sleep. You get told stories. Nothing actually prepares you for it, and you're not going to know the answers to it now until mm-hmm. it actually comes. You can prepare yourself as much as you want. You can prepare yourself for the sleepless nights, all of those kind of things. You know they're coming. People tell you about it. Oh, you're going to have this. You're going to have that. But everyone's going to be different, and when it happens, that's when you're going to start to navigate. You'll be prepared, as as prepared as you can be. But I think until that sort of actually happens, um, you know, you you, you kind of navigate it from there. You know, I think everyone always says, like, when you pass your driving test, like, you pass your driving test, but you don't actually learn how to drive until after that. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And someone, like, it's experiential learning. Someone said this once to me. If you were to go to a restaurant, like, your friend says, you got to go to this restaurant. They mm. have the best pizza in, yeah. the, in the world. The best pizza in the world. It is the best. Mm. You go to um, that's you, you've heard that it's good, right? It sounds delicious. It is you know it sounds great. Mm. And you go to the restaurant and you see it on the menu and you see someone eating it and you're like, um, and you say, hey, what's the pizza like? It is the best pizza. Yeah. But until you take a bite of that pizza, you have no idea what that pizza's like. Yeah. Right. That's the experiential learning part of life. Yeah. Like we actually have. To be there and take a bite of that mm. pizza before we know what we think of it anyway yeah. and how we're going to actually navigate that mm. it's really before you experience it yeah everything's perception yeah you know that person's perception of that pizza and to someone else's is going yeah. to be and, and some people say it's going to be it's going to be the most beautiful time of your mm. life is to have these children and others mm. say good luck mate you're not going to get any <laughs> sleep like you get you get so many different perspectives and yeah. i think and until you're going through it you're right you you have no idea yeah how you're going to navigate that and what that's going to be like so mm. i try and remain positive and optimistic most of the time mm, and just say so, and just yeah. hopefully we'll be okay it's an exciting time yeah um yeah man so tell us about how what were the challenges that came up for you in this household what were the what were the the cracks that started to form um uh good question um you know i think um to start with like we we didn't we didn't we didn't go into this thinking that there was going to be any challenges or any changes whatsoever we both went into this exercise when I first moved in um, to the household, and that was about 14 months ago now, that everything was gonna stay the same. Um, you know, love life was gonna stay the same, business was gonna stay the same, gift giving was gonna stay the same, little getaways, everything was gonna stay exactly the same as, as how it was in the uh, in the, the honeymoon period, in the dating period, or whatever you wanna sort of call it. <laughs> um, and one of the challenges that um, we faced together was, um, you know, things aren't going to stay the same you know like um especially for me you know like my routine kind of changed completely um i went from yeah just um i went from waking up in the morning like you know being a bachelor and things like that from waking up in the morning at five o'clock 
get into the gym at six o'clock, you know, we changed our whole routine when we were in that sort of family. I was waking up at 4.30, so I was waking up a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting to the gym at five, doing a, a session for an hour, leaving at six, and then sort of coming home at 6.30. Then uh, my partner would leave uh, to go to the gym after that. She'd go at seven, and then, and then the little one would get up, and then I would be in charge of, you know, like getting everything ready for school, getting, getting her dressed, doing her teeth, doing the breakfast and stuff like that. Um, and then sort of taking her to school and sort of all those things were completely new to me. Um, you know, I think um, as, a, as, as a five-year-old as well, there's, um, there's going to be episodes, you know, that the, the child is going to have, whether it's at night, nightmares, things like that. Um, one of the things that sort of really used to get to me was, you know, dropping off to school. She used to grab hold of my leg and the teachers used to have to pull her off. She's yeah. like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to go. Um, and you know, starting my day like that, it was it just used to really, really upset me. It's like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, what's going on at school? Why doesn't she want to go there? And actually, wanted to try and dig a little bit deeper to sort of find out what's happening. So I think emotionally, um, you know, those kind of things um, they were sort of really challenging uh, for me. But I guess it was sort of staying on top of what, what, what my partner was used to. You know, that was a real challenge for me. So we had like a, a routine before. I moved into that experience, you know, whether it be like business, love life, things like that, um, that I struggled to sort of keep up with those expectations because as I mentioned, you know, the whole routine changes, um, your whole life changes, you've got this little person in your life and I think it was Dr. Ash um, that you had on a, a few weeks ago, she mentioned, you know, her partner used to say to her and say, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I've got these little humans running around and like, I actually don't know what I'm doing. And, and that's how I felt at times. Yeah. It's like, what do I do in this situation? What do I do in that situation? And um, yeah, I think um, I sort of struggled with keeping up with the person that I was before um, and keeping up with everything staying the same. Um, and yeah, it just it just didn't like we, we were having conversations about it, but it just it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that it was all kind of on me to to fix, um, and that it was my um, challenge, and that I had to Change. be better. I had to be better in this area. I had to be better in this area. I had to be better in that that area. And we weren't working together. We were working individually. Did it feel like you were doing all of the changing? Yeah. For this situation for her, and, yeah. And it just felt like did it feel like mm. a little bit one sided for you? Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, because it was like I'm, I, I was, I came into this situation. Like the single parent, they've been there for like the last five years. Mm. They know it. They're used to it. It's it just comes naturally to them. Whereas you're navigating all these new things, all these new routines, all these new emotions and things like that. That you know, like when I used to reach out and say, "Hey, like I need a little bit of help here. What do I do in this situation? What do I do in that situation?" I think it was more like you know, just you know, get on with it. You know, like deal with it and. Um, you know stand up and like be a man and like all the things that society kind of puts on people those mm. these days you know be sort of a little bit more masculine and just sort of work so I, I kind of felt that it was all me having to sort of work on trying to be better um, when in reality when we both look back on it now it's like it was nothing and we just didn't work together mm-hmm. to try and work on moving forward yeah did so you, that was a huge challenge for us did you feel like you were losing a lot of yourself yeah 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 a lot of the things that I um, like to do, like my hobbies and things like that, um, just wasn't getting around to it. Yeah. Um, but there was never, there was never a point where I wanted it to change. Yeah. Like having a family is the number one most important thing that I wanted in my life, without a doubt. I was when I was with 
when I was with um, when I was with her, when I was with them both, like you know, we played in the park on Sunday. That was the happiest I've ever been. Like I can honestly say that. Like my focus was one hundred percent truly on them. So yes, I did. I feel like I was losing myself a little bit, but um, you know, I think when you step into situations like that, whether it's an accidental fatherhood or whether it's a normal fatherhood, you're gonna have changes. Yeah, there's yeah. gonna be changes, and it's just um, adapting to those changes. You might have to sacrifice you know something in the evenings or something a hobby that you wanted to do but yeah it just felt like i was losing myself a little bit and then when you when that starts happening you kind of start resenting the, the situation a little bit a little bit yeah, yeah. Mm. and um you must have created a fairly um strong bond with the daughter 100 percent, i imagine yeah she was um she was my daughter she was like i, I didn't look at her in, in any other way um you know like monday to friday in the mornings was was our time um, every single day, like I'd get her up from school, we'd have the little routine. Um, we'd, uh, yeah, I'd take her to school, we'd have a laugh and a joke, she'd have the iPad in the car. Um, I didn't see it as any other way, like she was my daughter. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's, um, yeah. Challenging to let that go, huh? Hugely challenging. Like I can, um, I can only imagine what, because I saw her as like my real daughter. Yeah. Um, so to have that because now I don't think we've mentioned it in the podcast yet, but I'm not in that relationship anymore. Yep. Um, we're not in that relationship anymore, but um, 100%, it just feels like something has been ripped, um, you know, from me. Something that you give your heart to. Yep. Um, and we all did, all three of us did. Like, we all sort of gave our hearts, and, like, when you go into that relationship, you know, you give 50% of your heart one way, you give 50% of your heart the other way. Yep. Um, but, yeah, we, um, we had a, a, a massive bond, a huge bond. Um, and it's just been ripped, and that's probably one of the hardest things um, that I've had to deal with in a very, very long time. Yeah, I've gone through that, just so you know. You really? I, yeah, I don't know if people know that, but mm. yeah, I, I um, was no in a relationship with for two years in a similar situation. Yeah. Um, and similar ages mm. as well, so he was just going to school. Yeah. And it's challenging, and I went down a pretty, I would say a pretty destructive path. Yeah in myself no, nothing nothing can prepare you for it no no and I was you know I did the whole I'm okay I'm all good mm. sort of thing how, how long were yeah. you seeing um, your partner for two and a half years two and a half years yeah we had a little bit, a bit of a break in between that uh, for a few months uh, but on the whole two and a half years yeah right yeah and it's recent the breakup yeah four weeks yeah it's fresh recent. it's fresh and it sucks <laughs> too I must I'll, I'll say that I just want to acknowledge how much it's going to suck this Christmas for you. Yeah, I'm because Christmas for me in that relationship was the best time mm. ever. So I can only imagine how painful that must be for yeah. you. So sorry. That's right. I'm 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 trying to prepare sorry. myself for that. I know yeah. what's coming. Yeah. Um and um yeah. So the last two Christmases obviously we spent together. Yeah. Um and, and that is um yeah it, it is a, a tough thing and there's so many triggers everywhere every single day. You know, I went shopping at Pack Fair on Saturday, and then you see, like the the little four year old that runs up to her dad and gives her a hug in the middle of Pack Fair. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I've got to go home. I, I can't deal with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't think there's enough, as you sort of mentioned, I don't think there's enough sort of acknowledgement around that. That it is, it is such a tough thing to have, like literally taken taken away from you. Yeah. Um, and my partner did, you know, when when we broke out, my partner did say, you know, like I I loved you in her life that was one thing that you did so well mm-hmm. in fact probably too well 
you know, I'd give 70% of my heart and my love and my time and my affection, uh, and my affection to the little one that only sort of 30% was with my partner, yeah. which was discussed, you know, you're not kind of keeping up with the things like the gift giving, the going aways and things like that because 70% of my heart was here. And the irony is that that's sort of, you know, why it ended for giving my heart too much here. But, um, you know, it's... Um, I sort of forgot where I was going with that. No. Um, yeah, well, that, I was going to ask you, how did how did you guys, why did you guys decide to actually call it? Like, and mm. you're saying because you were giving so much love to the child that you yeah. neglected the relationship a little bit. Yeah, she did actually say that when we broke, when we broke, I really want you to be a part of the little one's life. I still want you to be here. I think you've got a, so much to offer in that regard um, that I still want you to be a part of her life and you can be like the, the friend that comes and takes her to the park and things like that. And, you know, I, I did give it some thought, but I just, I, I can't see how that works. Is this going to be too hard for it's you? It's going to be like no. for, for everyone. Like I think because eventually like there's going to be somebody new in her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it might be now six months or 12 months, but um, when mum starts dating again, there's going to be somebody new in her life. Um, it just doesn't work like that. She doesn't spend a weekend at mum's, a weekend at dad's, and then a weekend at the guy who mum dated for two years. It's eventually you're going to lose that relationship. It might as well be now. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I don't think it's fair on the little one either at that age to, um, you know, still be a part. Like, who are you now? Like, what are you doing? Like, you're not staying at mum's in mum's mm. bed anymore, like that kind of stuff. So I just felt like um, I couldn't, I couldn't, be in in that sort of space anymore um which i think was uh, which i think was best for everyone it, it's it's tough as you as you know yep uh, but i think it's tough i mean how did you navigate that uh well i was lucky i one well, not lucky but my mate is a psychologist and um mm. he gave me the advice he's like look the, the child best thing for the child because that's all i was concerned about when it happened when mm. when we split up and i was like what do i do do i continue to keep this relationship um going mm. uh, and he said mate you, the child needs to mourn you yeah and basically is that, is, that why, and, is that why i kicked you in the nuts <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i was telling one story the other day where he kicked he, like did you, did you have that when you wake up in the middle of the night i got i used to get yeah. elbows in the face yeah yeah and it's like kicked in the nuts oh man yeah. i was like in a nice beautiful dream yeah. just get a swift kick to the nuts but he's a strong little bastard too <laughs> <laughs> you do um, you do miss those yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah definitely. And it was, it was, it was pretty rough mm. um, to miss all that. And then Christmas, the first Christmas stuff. Mm. Um, but you do, you do get over it. And like you said, there's going to be somebody else in that guy's in the little girl's life. Yeah. And you just gotta. It's not gonna be you. You gotta mm. let them mourn. Mm. You know, like, and you've got to let them get over it, and you've mm. got to let them move on as well. Mm. And I think that, like you said, I think that's very what you said is is bang on with you know all you're doing is prolonging that yeah and then every day it's going to be more and more mm. and they're probably you know, going to learn learn some good lessons out of the morning as well like or grieving the mm. loss of a, fr- a friend or well, you know at the end of the day they, they do they've got their dad yeah you know who they mm. do see every second week yeah and then they've got you and unfortunately you know and who knows she might your partner ex-partner might go on and date five ten other people mm. and this little girl needs to get adapted and needs to learn mm. what this is and what this looks like otherwise she's just not going to be that stable yeah so i think it you know like and that's what basically i might be butchering it but that's mm. that was his explanation it made sense to me 
um and yeah it was it was it was tough mm-hmm. but ultimately you, you got to do it for the for the yeah. child and then, yeah yeah sounds like that's what you care about the most mm. um, yeah i just i just couldn't see how that was gonna benefit her yeah mm. no i just i couldn't like it yeah so yeah. look looking back on the relationship and everything that went on mm. is there anything you would have done differently yeah i would have um you know as, as i mentioned to you i was like um learning um learning and having a little bit more knowledge um, around the challenges that we were going to face. I think we sort of both went in very, very naive um, that this wasn't going to be a challenge and we're, that we're not going to be tested, that when those challenges did arise and that when those tests did come up, um, we were just kind of like blaming each other. Um, you know, why is this happening? I, I couldn't sort of figure out what was sort of happening to me. Um, you know, I just knew that, you know, there was some things that were going on that we were, you know, like just... Uh, we weren't as, as strong of a unit as we were um, to begin with. Um, so yeah, and it's it's reaching out to people like um, you said, James, and uh, you know just sitting down with somebody who's um, you know somebody like Dr. Rash who you had on uh, mm-hmm. the show like a couple of weeks and go and say, hey, these are the things that we're experiencing. Um, you know, we um, how do we navigate these and and sort of how do we what do we do and how do we move forward with these things um, that's something that we never done we went individually in our sort of own path mm-hmm. um, it was always um, you know you oh I I've got a somebody who you can speak to because um, you know these things need to change in our relationship which I did go and sort of seek um, and I sat down with somebody but it was like hold on we're doing this individually you're yeah. you're going to your life coach I'm going to my life coach why aren't we doing this together because um, it, it feels like a almost like a self-preservation mm. um, from maybe not feeling secure and you feel mm. like, well, I've got to look after myself. Just mm. And I know that's kind of how my relationship is at the moment. I feel like we're both kind of worried about ourselves so much mm. that we're not we're, we're struggling to come together and yeah. and um, do it together. And that's a good way of putting it. There's like, yeah, there's like fear around mm. that leaning into that mm. for me. There's just a little bit of like... 100%. How are we, you know, because it's a vulnerability. It's mm. a, like when you say, okay, well, I'm, I've said I'm going to be here. I'm not going anywhere for this baby. I'm going to be around. But yeah. when it comes to our relationship, there's a, and I think my partner said this week, or Alex said, she's, she's like, I feel like there's a block there. Mm. And there is a block there because mm. I'm fucking shitting myself. Yeah. And, um, but acknowledging that there's a block there, that's yeah. a great step. Yep. We, we, in our relationship, we, we, we didn't really. Mm. Yeah. We didn't like, um, yeah, look together and like, um, yeah, just speak to, together. Um, you know, and I think from a single parent's point of view, when, when you say, you know, it's, uh, you know, like they've got another person to protect. Mm-hmm. So you can see why they're very much in themselves like I've got to protect my daughter at all mm. costs mm-hmm. I've got to do what's best for her so I'm going to go my way and sort my stuff out and I think you hit the nail on the head we just struggled to come together yeah to work together on what it was we we needed out of the relationship yeah and, and, I, and why and why things were going the other way and I think that's you know Alex's primary drive at the moment is I've got to look after myself mm. you know what what if you because the reality is i could go you know what this isn't working and um i'm um let's do a co-parenting thing yeah and then she's literally got to fend for herself there's mm. that there's that's a it is a possibility that that could and, happen right and the child and the child yeah, yeah so 
like and, yeah, yeah. child but because you don't you don't have milk coming out of your tits no <laughs> i know and that, and that is a that is a, a thing right like it's and i think she's got to make sure she's going to be okay because mm. she's she is going to have a child now yeah. so her focus is on making sure mm. her she, she always says to me i don't want to be living on the streets mm. and i'm like there is no way I would let the mother of my child and my child live no, on the streets. There is absolutely no way. But that's the kind of thought patterns that are going through her mind as well. Yeah. Because she's in that, mm. she's feeling really vulnerable right now. Mm. And um, I'm feeling vulnerable as well because I'm letting, I've got to kind of lean into that, mm. that kind of mm. provider. Um, mm. And f- we were talking about this a few weeks ago. It's like, as soon as you start providing and you become yeah. that person, then you know they can we're my vulnerability as well what if she takes half of all my stuff mm, yeah <laughs> like that's my vulnerability right yeah, yeah. Uh, which i've <laughs> so, so you're both kind of like yeah. you're putting up these uh, sort of walls individually yeah to protect yourself for something that might never happen yeah exactly yeah. so we're all we're in this anxious mm. mindset of self-preservation yeah and yeah it's just mm. it's destroying the intimacy that we that mm. we had it's um yeah, so we're actually mm. going to go see someone because yeah. we feel like, and together, we're going to do it together because mm. we feel like it's going to be really important to at least air mm. air this stuff that's going on. And we do, we do talk about this stuff, but yeah. I, th- I still feel like um, having someone to moderate it or to mm. facilitate the discussion is better because they're having a, 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 a non- an overview, an overview and a non-biased um, kind mm. of advice on, hey, mm. guys you know, James is feeling this way because of this. Mm. Alex is feeling this way because of this. Yeah. You need to understand that the way you're acting right now is mm-hmm. making her feel this way. Mm. Um, just someone to like help us guide us through yeah. that. And I don't think there's a right or wrong answer or they're not going to go, you know, all of a sudden you, you've done one session and you guys are going to be sweet. I just think it's um, giving us a little bit of um, true openness and and, vulner- and sharing our mm. vulnerabilities so that we can kind of come together and mm. and... and work towards yeah. collaborating mm. um, which we're doing our very best at the moment but I think we need guidance yeah that's awesome and that's yeah one thing that we never did in our relationship mm. together anyway yeah yeah worked on it uh, worked on it together yeah um, so if there's a, a tip it's uh, you know have that conversation yeah. and and don't think it's it's too early you know like oh we're eight months in or whatever or we're two years in and we're going to sit down with somebody like if you want if, if you love and you care for somebody and you want you want it's work and you want it to happen then yeah you, you'll, you'll do that yeah and most people think is well I don't need to see someone we don't have a problem mm. like the dentist we don't go to a dentist till there's a problem right <laughs> yeah so some people but then are, it's too late yeah but then it's too late and then yeah. the cracks are forming and mm. um, yeah I've yeah I, I have done couples counselling bef- before and it yeah. was helpful mm. it really was helpful and all of the shadows or the skeletons came out having a bit of a dance mm sounds like a fun time <laughs> <laughs> it actually wasn't a fun time it's pretty intense but i also i when it, when you do these things i see it as a personal development or a growth perspective yeah. like i try mm. and have that frame of mm. i'm going to learn more about me by mm. doing this and i'm going to learn more about my partner doing this and 100%. we're gonna, and we're going to grow together so mm. there's a there's kind of a bit of a personal development side to it which mm. i kind like of a, like like a massage it's gonna hurt yeah it's gonna feel so good afterwards in about two weeks <laughs> I never. I don't have massages that hurt. Don't you? <laughs> that actually oh, makes yeah. sense, though. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Well, it'd James be, over here. I think it'd be more like going to the gym, and you, you know, you work out, and your yeah. muscles are sore. I don't go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, that's why <laughs> you, you get some massages. I just work out. Yeah. 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 But yeah, good analogies. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Yeah. They're kind of like it's going to be painful, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it's gonna yeah. we're gonna grow from this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Something's not talking to each other. Something good's you gonna should, come out of it. You should time it just before the birth, so that like when you're not talking to each other because of what's come up in counselling, mm. then the birth happens. And like, oh, we're gonna talk to each other now. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and Alex was a little bit sad this morning, and you know. I know it's that she's in the third trimester and there's only a few weeks mm. to go and she's feeling really uncomfortable right now. Like she slept in another bed last night and she woke when I, I went down to our thing and had a sauna and I came back up and she was a little bit teary and I'm like, you know, what's going on? Is everything mm. okay? And we had a bit of a, uh, you know, she's feeling very overwhelmed mm. and she just kind of, you know, just expressed all of these um, emotions that she's having and I'm like, what can I do? Like, what can yeah. I, wh- how can I help you here? And um, yeah, so I booked in a counseling session <laughs> yeah <laughs> that much time it's, it's sometimes tough to know what to do like yeah. you ask the question what can i do um and um but a lot of the time when i sort of you know ask that question what can I, oh, it's not really much you can do and it's like well have i got to try and sort of think here like, got, there's obviously something i yeah. can do but i've got to try and think for myself here as the kind of yeah, what it is i can do it's almost to like make a, this situation better yeah it's almost like they test you mm. it's like are you okay yeah i'm okay is there anything i can do no, it's okay. I'm mm. o- I'm okay. I'm like, do you need a hug? Not right now, thank you. Yeah. Is what I was getting this morning. I'm like, okay, well, what what can I what can I do here? I, I want to help yeah. you. Yeah. Um, what can I do? Yeah. Uh, so it's it's it is really difficult, mm. and I feel like they think we should know what mm. to do, yeah. but we're fucking clueless. Yeah, right. True. Yeah. Most of the time, we're fucking clueless. Got, <laughs> I just <laughs> no, end up running around no. like Ailey's chicken, yeah, like, like, trying to make dinner, trying to bring a drink, trying to like, oh, is there anything yeah. else I can do? And then and then it's just like, just go, just just. Just give me space. Yeah. yeah. Stop crowding me. Yeah. And then yeah. Yeah. It's 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 tough to try and navigate. Yeah. I'm doing foot massages and leg massages and getting tea in the morning mm. and I'm just trying my best to like what can I do to make your life more comfortable right now? Yeah. What what can I do? You mm. And you should say I'm gonna eat a really hot curry and then a whole pizza. I'm gonna get really full and bloaty and feel disgusting. And I can re- so that I can relate to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're gonna sit here in and then we'll be together. on the same page. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then in twelve hours I'll be fine, and you'll still be in this mess. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's amazing how much her body's changing. How much, well, it's just incredible that the body, how much the body is changing to mm. have to accommodate for this baby. Yeah, and how much discomfort she's going through. And I'm sure it's mm. not as bad for the second one because mm. the body's ready to go, but the first one, she's yeah, she's mm. she's been yeah, it's been it's been a tough. It's all new. Yeah, like there's nothing that any of you have experienced before. So, um, yeah, there's going to be, like, new emotions popping up going, oh, what do I do here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys talk about having a one of your own? No. Um, see, that was always... Um, no, so I always wanted kids in my life. Like, yep. obviously, I wouldn't be dating a, a single mum and having a kid in my life if I didn't want kids in my life. Always wanted kids in my life, but we always spoke that um, within our relationship that we weren't going to have any kids. Um, as long as I had... Obviously, the, I was as long as I was in this relationship, like I had what I wanted. Yeah. Um, I had a beautiful family and a gorgeous little girl, um, yeah. and that's the way they I, I see it. But um, you know, unfortunately, with what happens now, like no one can guarantee or, or promise the future. So I guess there was always something a little bit in the back of my mind going, you know, what if in five years' time this th- doesn't work out and I'm 44, and I want kids in my life and this thing's snatched away from me? Like, what do I do? So yeah. there was always um, a thought process in the back of my my head. Um, but you know we were fairly comfortable we, we, we talked about marriage and stuff like that and there was nothing that was really brought up in the relationship that uh, sort of had me questioning like um, that this wasn't going to be mm. forever um, 
And so you wanted you you did you really want one of your own children or you were sat, you were fine? Like no, I wanted kids in my life. Um, so it didn't matter if they were yours or not. No. So um, when I started the relationship um, two and a half years ago, and then last year when I moved in and became that sort of co-parent, I was happy with what I had. Yeah. Um, as I said, like we had a, a beautiful little family, had a gorgeous little girl um, who I adored, and I didn't see it as in any other way. Um, so yeah, there was there wasn't going to be any um, more kids in that relationship. Um, and yeah, we were we were both happy with that, um, and I was happy with that as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, oh. yeah, that wasn't really. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rough one though, isn't it, man. Mm. Feel for you. I'm detecting a little bit of a an accent. For me. Yeah, mum and dad around. Only a or little bit. Yeah, only a little bit. Yeah. Where are you, you got family over here? No, 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 no. Both my parents have passed away. Oh, uh, yeah, I was take pretty my foot out of my mouth. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, everyone asks, um, but um, no, I've got no family here. Moved yeah. here um, 11 years ago by myself. Had a yeah. backpack on my shoulders. Wow. Yeah. Um, Travelling around Southeast Asia, and a mate of mine lived just up the road from here in Ashmore. Yeah. And uh, went to school with him, and he was like, um, "Mate, come on over. Like you're close enough." So came over, stayed with him for four months, 11 years ago, and never left. Wow. And yeah. have you got have you got brothers and sisters? One sister, yeah, still in the UK. Still in the UK. Yeah. I'm from England as well. Oh, are you? Moved out when I was seven, though. Yeah, I don't I don't pick up an accent. Yeah, it's not sometimes there. He's bashed it down. <laughs> Get yeah. out of my... Yeah, so, yeah, seven. <laughs> I lived in Kent, though. Yeah, I know Kent well. Yeah. yeah. Do you know the Isle of Sheppey? Um, I've heard of it. I've never been there. Yeah, it's just like this little island in the... Next to the Isle of Wight? Um, I don't know where the other one is, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but it's um, it's in the mouth of the River Thames, like in yeah. the estuary there, mm. and it's attached. And apparently, it was where when World War Two was happening, it was a bit of a an escape kind of place. But it's attached to the mainland, a really small island. But yeah, yeah I fair was enough. Born there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. I've never, yeah, I've never been there. And you've been here since you were seven. So, uh, we lived in Sydney for three years and then moved up here. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we've never gone back. My parents are like, fuck that. I'm not going. We're not going back to England. Like yeah. we are. It's the best move we ever made. Is coming here. I don't disagree. Yeah. It was like literally. I well, I didn't plan to move here. Um, I just sort of landed here, which was uh, which was awesome. But I've I've said it all my life. Um, you know, I want to be in Australia. I want to be in Australia. And I think you know, when you have something like that in the back of your head, like the universe just speaks and you just work towards it every day, and just something magical happens, and it's like, well, here I am. Mm. Um, and I still wake up every morning just so grateful. Yeah. Um, when I speak to my friends over in the UK and I see what they're going through, what they're waking up to every morning, and it's like, wow, like this is just by far the best move I've ever made in my life. Plus, yeah. Putin's waving his little, yeah. little uh, nuclear atomic war nuclear warhead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wipe the UK off the map. I'm like, I'm glad I'm not living in England right now. No. I, there'd be an underlying fear there of just like, hmm, what if he did? Yeah. Yeah. What, what could happen? Yeah. No, oh, interesting. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's on the cards now man are you so obviously probably not on the dating scene yet no um and not yet and uh yeah got asked this question the other day like in regards to um you know i've I've dated a single mum before my my recent partner um i think maybe i used to sort of attract them um like single parents single mums and things like that but um i think i'm gonna step away from that now Mm -hmm. like whenever the sort of the dating scene does happen again whether it's in six months or 12 months whatever it may be but um yeah i just this position now like when you have that um that so much hurt um i don't think i could go through this again bit of trauma and grief there yeah and Mm -hmm. i don't think i put myself through that again so um definitely um and i know the stigma is you know single parents find it hard to find anybody but i think you know experiences especially with my experience has um sort of told me to kind of stay away from that a little bit now um, and go my own path or go a different path 
um, and um, yeah, do things do things on my own uh, with my own family and, yeah. and things like that. And I was very when I was on the dating scene, I would I went on a few dates with single mums, mm. but I'm always like, hmm. There's a lot of drama that comes with the mm. dad and mm. all of that that happens as well. Mm. And I'm like, do I want to inherit all of that? Mm. So I was kind of a bit of a clear no for me mm. when I was da- on the dating. I'm like, I'm not gonna, mm. not gonna do it. I just want to find. Uh, I do want a family, but I want to, f- I want to create one of my own yeah. and have it like nice and clean. And mm. that was my goal. Mm. But look what happens. Mm. Yeah, I think that is a thing. You know, like with the with the father, is he in the picture? Is he out of the picture? And I think stepping into that. Um, into that zone in that relationship it's a question that you do ask you know like what's going on there am I going to be stepping on anyone's feet like is it amicable is it not and mm. those kind of things and, and yeah all of those things do come with a little bit of drama I guess we were lucky in this situation um, from from sort of the outside looking in that did a great job um, loving father and, and things like that so uh, yeah everything sort of worked out well I used to go and like, pick her up on a Monday morning every fortnight um, up in Logan and we'd have a little chat and yeah, you know I'd bring her back and go to school so um, yeah from that side of things it, it all worked out uh, pretty well um, yeah there was no dramas with that yeah that's yeah. cool mm. I was going to say that would be my recommendation dating a single mother mm. um, is making sure that the father mm. is if he is in the picture making mm. sure it's amicable mm. Or just completely out of the picture. Yeah. Like, don't know who the father is, sort mm. of, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, because yeah, that's like it's so much burden on your mm. relationship if it's mm. not working. If it's not. Yeah. Know, um. What's the word? God damn. Mm. I've had a mental break now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, and I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Now that you, it's been four weeks. You would have a lot, of space. I've a lot more time. Yeah, yeah. I've found things to fill my time with, um, and it's yeah. Going back to what you mentioned, actually, finding myself. Yeah, you know, finding myself again. You know, I done um, just uh, two weeks ago. I completed uh, Noosa Triathlon, um, which um, you know, the month before that, yeah, it's been about five weeks now. The month before that really gave me time to train. Went into that, just mm. absolutely executed it to the best of my abilities. Work business um has all started to fire up fitness has all started to fire up again um I wonder you if know. he's an activator do you reckon he's an activator like me fuck if i know dude that's listen to our podcast <laughs> that's coming out um next week yeah uh he's a personality type mm-hmm. from your um yeah it's amazing it's amazing yeah you're uh, uh what's it called the your genes epigenetics okay yeah so we uh we, you might be the same as me but mm. for us to get rid of any like shit mm. or like energy in us we have to just go for a run mm. hit it out just get rid of get rid of it yeah and it's really good for us to do yeah. so to get rid of that energy you just got to kind of mm. it sounds like that's what you've done though you've like mm. um i've got all this these emotions and these feelings and i've just got to get rid of them i'm just gonna yeah. just yeah yeah just literally just just execute and, and that's what makes me happy um you know like starting starting or just the bad to kind of start a company um, and get that up and running again so i've actually sort of found a lot more time to for me which you know did get brought up in the relationship as well it's like if you haven't got a lot of time for the relationship and you put in more time into the child it was like do you really mm. uh, do you really want this and you know it's a question like do i want a family like it was always sort of put on me like is this really what you want because you know when you have your freedom and you have your space um you're a powerhouse yeah. you know you're doing everything right you, you fitness your business and stuff like that and i think just because things are challenging and just because 
you know, something's touched you, it doesn't mean you don't want them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with anything, you know, if, if you were to have a new baby in your life, which you're, you're about to go through, you know, just you are going to find some challenging moments and some tested moments. It doesn't mean that that's not the life you want. It just means that you've got to work through them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when I was sort of single and now being single again and getting all that sort of time back, my visions haven't changed. I still want that mm. family in my life. I still want to do the school run every morning. I still want to, you know, go to gymnastics every Thursday afternoon. I still want to see them flourish and things like that. It's almost so, like you've tried before you buy. Yeah. Of, yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I didn't question myself. I was yeah. like, is 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 this what I want? But yeah, maybe it was, was a test. You know, like I can actually go through this motion to see if it's actually what I want before I have kids of my own. Yeah. Um, and it's created that vision for me that yeah, obviously it does take up time, um, and you are going to sort of have to make sacrifices, but. Uh, the vision and the goal is still there uh, for me moving forward yeah. um, eventually to sort of uh, have the family like I, I know I've got a clearer vision now of uh, of what I want but yeah I did question myself and I did doubt myself yeah. you yeah. know is, is this what I want and I noticed like with myself when I was going through that relationship previously with the child mm. it's like I was so focused on being a good dad and a good mm. partner that I didn't worry about myself at all mm. and you know the things that she was probably attracted to going into the relationship were the things that I let go of because I was so worried about being yeah. a good dad and showing up mm. for the kid and doing all that and then yeah. being a good part and thinking I was being a good partner, um, which allowed me this time around because this is probably my most serious relationship since then. Mm. Shit. Yeah, well, I having a baby's pretty serious. Well, it's very serious. <laughs> that, that, is, that is so I'm just, true. I'm just trying to think if I forgot about someone and it does happen. Anyway whatever um sorry if you're out there Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but but this time going around it's like i've really stuck to my guns Mm. in or trying to stick to my guns as much as possible of being that sort of person you know that motivated sort of person that tish Mm. met first Mm. and not losing traction of myself but instead of you know sacrificing this part of me with trying to become a good dad Mm. it's like I've now gone. Okay, no, I really need to find time. When can I do this? It's, it's almost yeah. It's almost you like know. you go into people pleasing mode. Like you really, yeah, you, you really do. do. And, and I think that's the best thing that's happened in our relationship is because I am really forcing a lot of things that I need to do. You know, like this podcast. And mm-hmm. James, you're aware that like when I when we first started this podcast, it was like mayhem, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit, I got to check my messages, and mm-hmm. I got to rush home, and like, and it was challenging, like. Mm-hmm to teach us credit like we've been going for five months or something now and so when she had a six month old mm. it was challenging for mm. her you know bathing her putting her bed sleeping like eating all that you yeah. know um, but now we've adapted to it and like mm. this is really important to me doing this podcast and mm. getting this this information out um, so yeah so I make it's so it accurate what you said yeah I make yeah. it happen now and, mm. I, and I didn't whereas old previous me would have gone okay well she's struggling with the podcast so I'm just going to give that up mm. and you know and then in two but well, that's what makes you you and it's what attracted her yeah. to you to begin with and also yeah. and it also makes you happy mm. because you're doing what you want to do and then if you're going home happy yeah yeah, then she's happy I'm um, happy yeah. and I'm more likely to give something more to mm. her tomorrow mm. because I've been doing this mm. you know that's so exactly it, yeah. this is and, it, th- and this can happen with just relationships in general I, mm. my last partner I was a people I went into people pleasing mode because mm. I wanted to you know wanted to make her happy and mm. I just ended up losing myself in this mm. like not even me anymore and mm. I was so unhappy mm. so unhappy and I'm, I ended up having to call it because I'm just like when I started mm. reaffirming mm. actually this isn't 
who I am. Mm. I need to come back to who I was. Yeah. And then she didn't like who you were. Mm. Well, she did. Well, that's the thing. Like when I started doing it in my previous relationship, it was because I started to, uh, I'm like, what the fuck am mm. I doing? I'm a fat fucker now. I've got to get back into working out and doing this. So I started doing all of this extra stuff and listening to podcasts and getting back into like the, mm. and she was like, the person who you were, but she didn't recognize that that was the person that she first mm. met. All she recognized was this massive change mm. and going, well, who the fuck is this guy now? Yeah. What is he doing? Mm. He's not about us, you know, and it would have been a massive polar opposite for her yeah. too. Mm. Um, so, so like yeah. you, and that's exactly what happened with us as well. Yeah. You know, the person that she met wasn't the person that I was four years ago, when we, uh, four weeks ago when we called it. Mm, yeah. um, completely different person to the one that she um, she was attracted to. Um, you know, and I think, you know, part of that was, you know, just having that sort of the challenges and, you know, not the stress, but the challenges and the lessons and stuff like that with, uh, you know, being in that family and, and you know, putting 70% of my time into, we say, people-pleasing, but child-pleasing. Mm. You know, making sure that she's happy and making sure that my partner's happy first and foremost before I'm happy, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, yeah, was, was huge. It was kind of like, um, you sold me this dream man <laughs> over here and it was great for a year and, you know, you were smashing business and our love life was, was fantastic and then you moved in and then, you know, where's that person gone? You became a dad. Yeah, you became you became, you became, became, you became a dad and all about the kid and yeah, like all, yeah. all of those things that, you know, she was attracted to to begin with slowly started to, you know, fade away and I couldn't, I couldn't find a way to, you know, go back to that person living I, I, yeah i just it's, couldn't it's, i couldn't it, adapt I couldn't. And it, it sounds like a really hard position to be in because if you hadn't adjusted for the child and the relationship it could have gone the other way like she'd mm. have gone you don't love my kid yeah. you don't love me like it yeah it could have gone it's a really it's a balancing act like it is where is where's the middle ground and what's yeah. the win here yeah what's the win for both of us it sounds mm. like a really hard mm. um, situation and yeah. balance yeah. because you put everything into being a great dad and a great father that yeah, I, I i know for example that that i did you know like you do split your heart like it wasn't 50 50 it was 70 percent in the child 30 percent in in my partner mm-hmm. um that's what it was and that's probably what, what i'm guilty of but you know yeah where is where is the the yeah. middle ground it's like if you take away from the the child a little bit you know and you put more into the relationship and being the person that you were that she met and that she was attracted to then yeah like oh you you, you don't you you know you don't yeah you're not taking on that father role um it's it's a real tough balancing act and it's it's one that i don't think anyone can just sort of step into and just make it work yeah um it's 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 such a tough road to try and navigate um, you know, if you invite somebody into your life that doesn't want children and that is going to be 100% with you as a partner and do all the things that you want in a partner, you know, that's not going to work either because it's like, well, hold on, he's in this child's life, but, you know, it's, um, you know, he doesn't want children or anything like that. Well, you've got a six-year-old um, mm. who's you're still going to be waking up in the middle of the night with nightmares mm. and things like that and you're still going to have to make dinner or make breakfast and stuff like that. So it, it, was, oh. it was a really hard balancing act to try, and, to try and get right. And I think in time... Um, anyone can do it. I just don't think that I had the tools, uh, the, the the tools and the education. Mm-hmm. I don't think we both had the education and the knowledge. 
Um, you know, I thought that I was alone. I thought that I was alone in this and that it was just me that was um, stepping into this and that every other relationship where a guy walks into this situation is going to be perfect and everything's going to be good. Um, I thought, well, it's just me. Do I really want this? And then obviously listening to a couple of your podcasts and educating myself on other podcasts as well and actually learning, thinking, hold on, no, this is a challenging thing to step into for anybody. Like, it's not me and we should have worked on it together. Um, So, yeah. And I often, you know, when I have kind of disagreements or we have we have conversations, I'm like, you know, I, I it's easy to compare yourself to other people. I'm like, oh, you know, someone else probably could handle this much better than I can. But, yeah. you know, you can go into that headspace, but also like, hang on, I could also be a, f- a fucking gambling addict who smokes and is an alcoholic and yeah. I could also be a really... F- awful dad mm. a really awful person yeah but i'm not i'm a mm. i'm a fucking awesome person and i'm yeah. I'm, I'm here for this, this baby and for mm. you and yeah it's um you're there because you want to be there like and yeah. that, that's the thing that i think we have to understand like if somebody walks into your life and takes on that responsibility they're there because they want to be there they're there because they they love you and because they care for you mm-hmm. um you know they could walk at any time yeah that they've got no responsibility to that child or to that relationship um, you know, and that's, um, yeah, that's, I think, something that's not really that common or knowledge about. There's not a lot of information, I think, out there to sort of prepare you for that. Mm. And I, I, I love this conversation because the awareness you've just brought to having a kid, because I feel like I could fall into that trap mm. of like, because they say sometimes your child is the love of your life. Mm. You know, and I'm I'm looking for love, and at the moment I can't find it in my partner because we're just not we're not there. Like it's been you know traumatizing, it's been daunting. We've got mm. all this stuff going on. I'm like, um, there's potential there, obviously, but mm. there's um, you know, will I find this love in my child, and will I just give that my ninety percent yeah. love to the kid, and it's like my my whole world, mm. and neglect my partner. I so would, yeah, I would say this with the. 90% and the 70% love yeah. and all that that you guys have been mentioning it's like it, do you love your mum James do you of course I do <laughs> do you love your dad of course I do what percentage do you love your mum 100% what percentage do you love your dad 100% so why is you know yeah. why isn't there not a equal why isn't there a 50% and a 50% maybe yeah. it's like you can love your partner like 100% and love, or, your, kid. and love your kid 100% yeah. it's just completely fucking different but I, I will admit, like, mm. you know. I know what you're like, saying, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Like, it's almost like the... I 100%. Like, yeah. you know, like, Billy is my world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. so I, I, know, I completely understand. But that's, and that's the mind frame that I've, like, I've been trying to to get as well. Like, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll say in front of Tish, jokingly, but semi-seriously, is... Love you, love you, Billy, way more than I love mummy. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a truth in every joke, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. As they say. Sorry. But, but like, it's Sorry. almost like your intention and your time and mm. that goes into the child more. So it's almost like that time or yeah. attention. If right. you want that in your life, like a family in your life, I think your father sort of instincts take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they did for me anyway. Like my father instinct. I've, I've always been sort of around like my nephews and stuff like that. And I always knew that I wanted to be, that I was going to be this, this great father. And as you sort of mentioned, James, um, you know, I could be a lot worse. Like I know that what I brought to the table in the father role was a hundred percent, and I know that I was bloody good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's sort of almost like, um, you know, like the the seventy percent thing. Like your father, in you know, like those instincts took over way more than my relationship and romantic instincts. Yeah. 
And you said that you had business as well when mm. you were first going in. Yep. Now that you've and now you've ended it, you've started ramping that back up. Yep. So obviously you had let that go yep. in that relationship that yep. we and we spoke about that before. Fucking forgot what I was going to go. Well, with it this. was it was it was the, but, the sorry, go on. Oh no no, you go. Yeah, Maybe. it was the sort of the, the gap, and I think um, you mentioned it on a podcast as well. You know, like when you feel like everything is just sort of coming in to you, and you can't navigate. You got to sort of put one thing aside. Like it might be the romance, it might be the business, it might be whatever it's going to be, but just park one thing aside that's not important, and focus on like the the good stuff. Because I was trying to be a great businessman, I was trying to be a great father, I was trying to be um, great romance, uh, whatever you call it, um, lover, I don't know. Fabio. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and I like we, we couldn't figure out what part we wanted to sort of park to one side. Mm. And in the end, like, I was trying to be like, great on all fronts, like business 100% because as you said, like, you know, when you're doing something you love, your business, you go home, you're happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're spending time for yourself, you're hanging out with your mates, you go home, you're happy, all of those things. We, we were trying to do everything 100% and that's just not going to happen. Mm. You know, like, yeah, I think you need to sort of work out what you're prepared to sort of sacrifice, not permanently, just temporarily until you get the foundations right mm-hmm. Um and then you know work from there so the business side of things yeah my business is ramped up now because i've been able to put more time i've been able to put more hours into it yeah um into the business side of thing like my phone's always on now whereas like my phone was off for a limited period of time in the relationship which i loved mm-hmm. you know we get home at 5 30 we have dinner together as a family phone goes away mm-hmm. that's that was always a non-negotiable which I, I enjoyed like family time i think was important but now business is ramping up because i'm able to put more hours in mm-hmm. and stuff like that and i'm able to put more time into all of those kind of things whereas in a relationship like you know the family time obviously that's important um the morning routine with the little one that's important so i was obviously starting to work a little bit later and we just couldn't sort of figure out where the where the where the the balance from both um you know and i look at my partner in that relationship as well she load she went from one like she just went astronomically huge like her business you know she was able to get a little bit of that time back um, you know, when obviously we're going into that and we're sort of giving our time, we're losing a little bit of that time. Um, she was able to go the complete opposite and just mm. absolutely fire up her business. Yeah. Um, to this point where, you know, we, we obviously done it all together for like two and a half years and supported each other and sort of got to where we want to be that um, I had to wait until now, until I've sort of found myself again to mm. get to that sort of level or that that glow up if you want to call it yeah and i I am a little bit um worried i have a lot of responsibilities here i told you (laughs) i run a business yeah but i've got i'm like the bdm Mm. so i do the sales i do all the strategy work i'm like a key person risk they would call it in business Mm. and i'm worried that sleep and everything is going to make me not as good as my job Mm. and not be able to dedicate as much time as i need to like yeah the podcast is going to take a big chunk of time Mm-hmm. and I'm worried where that sits in this ecosystem that's going to mm-hmm. happen and we're going to have a break over, yeah. over Christmas but season two will be I'm looking at maybe February mm. to start season two I think you will figure yeah. out in time when yeah. you're in that situation what's going to be important to you mm. yeah. yeah, and I don't think you can sort of you'll be able to figure it out now because as we mentioned at the beginning when you're in that moment and then you're going to figure out is it time with your family is mm-hmm. it the business I think you will figure out in time what's yeah. going to be what you what you want to prioritize yeah and that's it you, you don't run out there's there's no such thing as not enough time mm. i just, don't agree yeah I'm yeah the same. it's like what are you prioritizing yeah 
And that's that's and the key. My advice would be actually not to. So, like when you said parking the business mm. and turning your phone off, mm. like that wasn't doing you any service, like any you any favors, you personally. No. And that would have probably been somewhat soul crushing for you, mm. and really. And, and like I said before, like she wasn't, she would have been attracted to you at the start because you were so amped business up on the business, driven. right? Yeah. Um, and obviously she's business driven as mm. well because her business grew. Yeah. What I would be doing is reflecting every week and going, okay, this week I really focused on the business. So like mm. this week just gone, um, Tish allowed me to go, well, not allowed me, but you know, I went, <laughs> well, actually, let's, let's be fair. She fucking allowed me. <laughs> I was allowed to go out on a Saturday night. Um, and then her dad's in town. So me mm. and brother-in-law and her dad went out for drinks last night. Yeah, cool. Some drinks last night. And um, I'm doing the podcast tonight. So within mm. a week, I've had three nights away mm. from Tish and Babe, and she's had to do a lot. So she's had to step yeah. up. So this week, I, I know, like next week, I'm like, okay, this has to be Tish's week. Mm. I've got to focus and mm. really put some time into Tish's week because socially this week for me was yeah. very big another week i might be doing a lot of work mm. and doing a lot of stuff with the work and, and podcasts for work yeah so okay I'm, now i'm gonna sacrifice this week mm. from my friends mm. you know but i think you've got to really keep that and i think In that's check. a good way of being balanced and it's not sacrificing anything mm-hmm. at one time but from week to week going yeah. okay well you know i've really got to give more next week to make up for that time that i took mm. last week and and so that you aren't sacrificing yourself and you aren't changing mm. what and your truths, you know, like, mm. because I think I did the same thing as you the first time. And, you know, it was like, oh, well, family time's important. Mobile phone goes off and, you know, and you turn the phone back on and you, you fucking messages were through the roof and it's like, mm. why can't I get a hold of you? You know, like, and I was an electrician. So it was like the emergencies, you know, like the customer's light going out for them is a big yeah. deal you know so um but yeah that'd be my recommendation that's great advice uh, i've literally just had like a light bulb moment <laughs> I, I wish i had this conversation six months six weeks ago um <laughs> yeah. you know just taking things week by week and saying hey i've sort of my business has dropped a little bit this week let me focus on it next week and then mm. the week after that will go away for the weekend mm. yeah. you know i have that sacrifice if you allow me <laughs> yeah to have that time on my phone on my business then the weekend after that will go away for the weekend mm. and monitoring it week night like that's 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 gold yeah, yeah. and like yeah. And, and you know being a bit forceful like as well like only mm. that sounds bad but you know like i've i said i've i've had conversations with teach like i really need this fight for your needs like, you're fighting for your needs yeah i'm like look i know that like you know i had to do some work on sunday so mm. i looked after billy saturday and sunday while teach was at work yeah. she came home on sunday afternoon and i needed to do some work and i was like babe i really need to do some work i've Mm. communicated this to you you know i know that you want to spend some time because you've been at work all day but i've really got to fucking do this yeah and Mm. i'm sorry Mm. you know as long as there's another an an understanding mm. from it from the other side um then yeah like yeah just communicating that yeah Mm. and then this week you know we've spent a bit more time together yeah i think that's gold you know just Mm. taking things week by week and just saying, hey, like we parked this this week. Let's make yeah. a plan, and yeah, I think yeah. that's great advice. But yeah, like turning your phone off because mm. you want to spend time with family. Like, yeah, I get that, mm. but you can't do that every day. Realistically, in this world, if you want to build a business, not as a real estate agent. <laughs> no, like what are you gonna do? Like you know, and and you've got to say, like I want to provide for the family, so yeah. I've got to take some phone calls, yeah. um, every couple of 
you know every mm. night but yeah. you know what thursday night we're going to go out for dinner mm. as a family yeah. and mm. it's going to be a, an actual experience mm. so and i'll turn my phone off thursday night yeah you mm. know but mm. i can't do it every night mm. so. it sounds like a lot of compromising and um moving things around yeah it was and then yeah just finding a balance mm. yeah which is yeah yeah but tough not to find yeah because i think as men I think we're so much more adaptable mm. and we can go, we can see a clear objective and we just go, you know what? Okay. I've got to be sharp for the family. I'm just going to turn my phone off mm. and I'll sacrifice that and mm. I'll deal with the consequences of that mm. tomorrow yeah. when I can, mm. but it's just adds so much unwanted stress and pressure. Yeah. hundred percent. You know? Mm. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like with, with business wise for, for me personally, you know, like um, when you sort of um, not, when you haven't got the foundations of, of an income coming in, you're like, oh, holy crap. Like, obviously, it puts a lot of pressure and strain on you. And then you, you're going back to the people that you're doing it for. Mm. And you're thinking, I've got to not provide, but, um, you know, I've got to be here in support and stuff like that. So it's kind of like that that kind of circle. Like, I need to be here making money to be, yeah. Yeah, so that I can, we can, like, do what we wanted, like, so that we can have fun over here. Um, yeah, and that, that, was, that was a, yeah, there was a lot of pressure there. Yeah, mm. and mm. by all means, I'm not perfect. I still haven't found time to go to the gym yet. Mm. So, so that's the one that's, that's on the bottom of the list at the moment. It's also laziness. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. It's been, well, I've, had a, I've had a, I've got a hand injury. Yeah, and yeah. So that's been four years, and it's mm. gym at the moment is quite tough. Um, this is done so things in your life that you prioritize. 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 Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So well, we should probably um, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Have you got any last cool. last um, yeah final final thoughts? Work together, work together, not apart. Um, you know, have the conversations and make sure there's uh, there's an understanding um, that you know there will be testing moments, there will be challenges, there will be lessons. Um, I think and just you know working together um, and um, not apart. So um, yeah. Yeah, awesome. And if people are buying or selling homes on the Gold Coast, where can they reach you? They can reach me at Ray White in Rabina. Yep. Um, and my Instagram is colin.j.brennan. Um, yeah, cool. We'll chuck yeah. some links in the, in the in the podcast. Awesome. Looking yeah. forward to it. Awesome, awesome, man. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks Sh- for having me. Thanks, sharing man. your experiences. I think they're really valuable. And I, I think there's a lot of lessons there for mm. everyone out there. Awesome. So, I, I hope so. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing and see everyone. See you. <laughs>